You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the show, sitting next to my co-host. Jay Smith, the king, and it's Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump day. <laughs> on jump. 420. What up, y'all? On 420. Hump that like. Uh, toke the like. I don't know. Whatever toke makes that you. Like. Whatever makes you. <laughs> blaze that like. Go ahead and blaze that like up for us real quick, y'all. Whatever makes you happy. So do your thing. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's, uh, it's Hump Day. It's another Wednesday. So this is what? Is this our second Wednesday back? Is that right? Third Wednesday? Second Wednesday? Where are we third. at? I think it's third. Third Wednesday back. So next week is going to be the draft. Which I'm really excited. Do you have any draft plans for next week? Oh, you're gonna be at the draft. You're gonna be at the draft. draft. And I actually um we're gonna talk about that afterwards. I don't know if you want to get another guest because I planned on leaving after work on Wednesday. So I might not be able to, you know. So I mean you might we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Well, you could just buy me a plane ticket. That works too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm remembering now why I hate your guts. It's because you're going to the draft in Las Vegas without me. This was you last year, though. You were making all the trips, doing all the fun stuff. You and the yeah. market dominator was like, you guys were yeah. everywhere, partying yeah. it up. And I'm like sitting here at home like, oh, man, I'm not part of the cool You, you were invited. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I, I can't go anyway. I'm week, I'm into week three of a new job. There's no way that I can go. But it, it is draft season. It's free agency season. It's OTA season. So the Bills have officially reported to OTAs, uh, the, the off-season workout program for the Buffalo Bills, or the players, I should say, have reported. What are your thoughts so far? And I've got basically, I want to go through real quick if I can, uh, if you want to give me that opportunity, just kind of like the, what happens during OTAs and what that means, because a lot of times people don't know. Um, but be- before that, what are your thoughts so far on OTA? Do you have thoughts about it at all or no? Um, the, I have two quick thoughts. First, Von Miller is a Buffalo Bill. I think he's surprised. It sounded like he was surprised. <laughs> like, yo, it just blew, it blew my mind. Like I watched the pressers, but even before that, like the video that the Bills posted when they're like, the boys are back in town and everybody's walking up. Yeah. And then like, you know, he's like, you know, he did the Josh Allen thumbs up thing. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like, dude, Von Miller is that he's, he's at one Bill's drive, like working yeah. out with my guys he's he's working out with josh and yeah, Ed he, oliver he showed up day one of otas uh which you know and there's and there's a lot being made i'm sure we can get into it there's a lot being made about a certain dude that's not there while there's other dudes that pay aren't my there guy either. big dubs he's gonna get paid pay regard, he's gonna get yeah. paid somewhere the re, that's that's the fact but let's do this oh you said you had two thoughts what was the other thought well, and the second thought was actually going to be pay my guy so go for it <laughs> pay pay jordan boyer um yeah He's gonna get his. He's gonna get his money. How much he's gonna get? Who knows? But 
I'm excited for Jordan. I'm excited to see him kind of get uh, retirement type money uh, for an NFL player. But just so everybody knows, OTAs, uh, there are strict rules and guidelines as it pertains to NFL franchises and what they can put players through. Um, everything is considered a phase in OTAs. It's four weeks long. Um, so I'm going to read this. This might get tedious. If you want to stop me and ask me a question, you can. I'll try to answer. Yeah. Workouts cannot begin prior to the first Monday in April for clubs. Uh, unless they've got a brand new head coach, then they can actually show up a week early. Uh, workouts are strictly voluntary. We already know that. Minimum four workouts per week, no weekends, with one week being the mandatory mini camp, not permitted on weekends. Uh, contact work is prohibited in all workouts. Intensity and tempo of drills should be uh, be at a level conducive to learning with player safety at its highest priority. Phase one, four hours a day. Two weeks, limited to strength and conditioning activities, dead ball. Only strength and conditioning coaches are allowed on the field. 90 minutes max on the field. Clubs can only specify two hours for player to be at the facility. Players choose the other two hours for weights, et cetera, et cetera, not et cetera, my bad. Uh, phase two, four hours a day. So this is week two, three weeks on this is three weeks. That's weird. Two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Uh, phase two, same rules apply uh, is phase one, except all coaches are allowed on the field. Individual and perfect play drills are allowed. No offense versus defense. No one-on-one, -on -one, no helmets. Phase three, six hours a day. Uh, it says four weeks total. I don't think that that's worded right. I think it's week one, week two, week three, week four type stuff. Uh, three weeks for to uh, 10 total OTAs. I don't know what this is saying. I could be confused about that. A maximum of three o OTAs each week for the first two weeks. Does that make sense? No, <laughs> but it's okay. During, We're rolling with it. <laughs> during weeks, I'm reading this straight off the internet, yo. Uh, a uh, during weeks one and two, a fourth non-OTA workout is allowed, but phase two rules apply. A maximum of four OTAs for the thir third or fourth week, one week for minicamp. No pads except protective knee and elbow pads. Helmets are permitted. No live contact, seven on seven, nine on seven, yada, yada. And then a, a mini camp, 10 hours a day. That's a lot, man. It's a long day. Physicals on Monday, but no practice. Practice Tuesday to Thursday, a day off on Friday. Allowed two practices totaling three and a half hours. Second practice limited to walkthrough activities only. Right now, they are all that to say this, they are in phase one, which basically means, from my understanding, from conversations I've had, it's a lot of classwork. And working out. So they get to work, train, and a lot of classwork. So they're carrying books and sitting in classrooms today. Yep. That, that was stuff. boring. Like yeah. you. They're, they're in training like you. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's just probably a little more fun. <laughs> they're growing it up and having a good time and making jokes. But when you think about just the, the breakdown of the – of the, it was nice that they made uh, Josh Allen and Von Miller available to the media today as well as coach. And, yes, I need to have his hat stat too. That hat that I actually saw it today for the first time on Justin Fields. Justin Fields was wearing the Bears version, and I literally said out loud, is there a Bills version of that at? And then lo and behold, Josh Allen was wearing it. Uh, but then uh, Brandon Bean. So what struck out or what stood out to you in all four of the, the press conference, conferences that we got access to today? What stood out to you? What was the most striking thing that you heard? Well, Other than Von Miller being surprised he's a Buffalo Bill. Well, that didn't him being surprised that he's a Buffalo Bill. He's been consistent in saying that the entire yeah, yeah, time, like on yeah. every interview. He's just like, you know, I'm leaving AD and I'm leaving, you know, like he always he, and I get it. He talk about leaving L.A. to come to Buffalo. I, yep, I yep. get it. Voluntary. Um, but but for me, I, I think there's a couple of things that stuck out. One, I, I love even though we kind of beat up on Sean and sometimes we, we beat up on Brandon a little bit when it comes mm. to um, the lack of transparency about certain things. Sure. I, I, I honestly, I feel like that's unfair after like every year when we listen to these guys at the end of the season and then going into the OTAs and going into the draft and all this stuff, 
I really feel like they tell us exactly what they're going to do, but they just speak in their code. So it's like you mm -hmm. don't really, you know, unless you are plugged in, you don't know. And listening to this, I, I feel like Brandon Bean really basically just told us exactly what's going to happen next week. Yep. I feel like yep. he told us what they're looking for. He told us um, how they are still obviously in the market for a cornerback. It's mm -hmm. not like he doesn't feel comfortable. And, and I love the fact that we have a team now that really it doesn't matter which network you turn on or which mm. content creator or which journalist that you go to the Buffalo mm. bills are consistently the best second or third best team in the NFL going into this next season before the draft. Everybody the whole, is saying the whole super bowl, yep, super bowl or bust super, yeah, the whole entire NFL. Yeah, it's crazy. And we still have a GM. So we already added Von Miller. We mm -hmm. added, you know, Jamison Crowder and we added, you know, Tim settle jr. And like, like we made moves this year. And he's still not satisfied. He's like, no, we, I'm still not comfortable, man. We got to get this and we got to do that. And we, and I just love the fact that he's he's always trying to refine the the, the roster to make sure that we're better. Right, and, right. You know, like I just I just love that from him, man. And I think I know I, I have this love fest when it comes to Brandon Bean, but it's like, <laughs> have we ever in Buffalo sports? No, it's a lot of it. It's a lot of it. I accept it. Like, I really think he took over my whole Tremaine love. Like, I love Tremaine still, but Brandon <laughs> Bean just came through like a like a spider monkey. It just took over everything, man. But he's, he's just perfect. Honestly, like he's doing his job and I, nobody's perfect. I, I, but I mean, like, aside from his couple misses, like the, the guy, he's, he's a genius at building rosters. He's a genius at changing culture. He's a genius at putting the right people together that will fit. He's basically a genius puzzle finisher or whatever you call it. I don't know what you call it when you when that's your hobby is to do puzzles. Am I a puzzler? Like, How, about what am this? I? How about this? Bruce Nolan says, Bean speaking is like the two sets of prints in the sand poem. You only see it when you look backwards at it. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, but it's true because it's like he literally is telling you what he's going to do, but you can't understand it until it's done. So yeah, perfect. Yeah. Although oh, the, the the collusion between the two of them and the two pressers together are a little bit interesting just because McDermott was like, maybe we, we can move up twice in the first round. Like, so, which kind of, who? and then he said, I like, I prefer chocolate shakes, which was even funnier because he began to, he baited the, he baited the media and began to answer some of their questions and then was like, I'm out. I'm not answering any more questions about this. But um, I think it just solidified in me that they know that they don't have room for seven draft picks on this football team. So, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. However, if they move back, right, if they move back, they're going to be collecting draft picks. So it's going to be interesting to see if they value picks this year or value pick, picks next year because they could always, you know, let somebody move into the first round and do something for next year versus stocking up for this year. And then the other thing that kind of goes along with that that kind of puts another twist on the whole thing is Bean saying that he doesn't think there's 32 round one grades out there. He said he didn't think there were last year either, but – uh, Russo fell to them and they had a first round grade on him. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how this whole, this whole thing shapes out, shapes up. Um, I was confused by the one reporter. I know who was, who it was. I'm not going to mention his name after Bean said he was unsettled with his roster. Then the guy that was like the first question he asked him, he goes, so you don't think you have any needs on this team? Like any draft needs at all? And Bean was like, what are you talking about? specific you, you don't think you need a cornerback he goes i absolutely need a cornerback right and he's like i'm not gonna take a quarterback we're good there right. but right. so but then you know what i even think when it comes to the draft um 
like there was a part there and, and he threw in there. I'm being hypothetical here. I'm just making this up. But he even talked about, I don't know if I feel like fifth and sixth rounders will help us this much this year. Right. You right. know, and we only have a certain amount. Of, and I feel like he was talking, but he was being hypothetical. So that way, obviously, you know, you don't want to show your hands to other GMs and you don't want to do this, that and the third. But I think it's clear, like they have a plan going into the draft like they do every year. And if you go back five years from today, it's completely different when you're talking about like going into this week. Right. Five years ago today, you know, it was like we were hoping that they would take the right quarterback. And then let's be honest about it. Everybody, mostly everybody, not everybody, but mostly everybody was super disappointed when they read that card and said, seventh overall going to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills select from Josh Wy- Allen from, from Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> Everybody hated it. Everybody hated it. I wanted Lamar Jackson. There was a small part of me early on in the process that wanted Baker. Everybody hated it. Other people wanted the other Josh. Today, next week, we're going on in this, and and it it's it's amazing to sit back and say, you know what? I'm just gonna trust Brandon and just lean so, back. So two things. Number number one is it's it's unfair to to pigeonhole everybody, and you weren't, but. I wanted Josh Rosen. And when I say that I wanted Josh Rosen, it doesn't mean that I wanted Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold less. I figured those two were gone. We're not getting Baker Mayfield or, or, or a shot at Sam Darnold. So for me, it was one of the three, four guys, right? Baker, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and then Kyle Rudolph was the other guy in that mix. Was he not? Wasn't he another guy that like was being thrown around in the first round? Wasn't it Ru- not Kyle I didn't, Rudolph? I didn't hear Kyle not, Rudolph much. not Rudolph. Who's the quarterback that went to the Steelers? It's not Kyle Rudolph. It's a uh, Duck Hodgins. No, he was no somebody else. Chris Jenke knows who's, who it was. He'll tell us here in a second. But I wanted Rosen because he was the best of what I thought was going to be left. Right. So, yeah. Anyways, um, the thing about the draft for me and trusting Brandon Bean, I don't even think it requires the necessity to. Uh, Mason Rudolph. Thank you, Chris and Daniel Garis. Mason Rudolph, my bad. Uh, he's the one that got in the fight with uh, Miles Garrett, if you remember correctly. He was the QB that did that. But anyway, I don't I don't think you have to address the fact that he's missed on some picks. And the reason is because it isn't a one-for-one. One. We've talked about it on this show a lot, that it's a crapshoot. It's, it's literally about as lucky and gambling as it gets. The amount of guys, uh, Joe Marino was on WGR this morning with Jeremy and uh, Joe DiBiase and was talking about, and they were right, the best, the three or four best running backs in the NFL right now were taken in the second round. They're not even first-round draft picks. The idea that you're going to hit on every single player or even come remotely close to that is ludicrous. Brandon Bean has done a fantastic job finding guys all over the draft. He's missed on some guys. Obviously we traded Wyatt Teller cause it was a guy that was going to get probably cut. So we got something for him. Um, but for all intents and purposes, you know, he's done a, a masterful job, especially in the late rounds and in undrafted. When you think about like a guy like Levi Wallace who came here and played football, uh, started for this football team as an undrafted free agent, but that, that whole entire team is, is stacked. Uh, Von Miller said it today in his presser, you know, take the stars out of it. And the team we have is really good. The team that, the, you know, that locker room is really solid, but yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm excited to, I guess I'm excited to sit back and watch this one. The same position we were in last year and be surprised when he takes somebody I've never heard of and not sure he should have taken that guy. <laughs> there's for me personally, there's only like one draft pick that I would be like, man, I, sh-, you know, like there's only one draft pick that I didn't want that we've drafted. I'm not going to bash anybody, so I'm not going to go there. But yeah. um, 
you know, I think everybody and and I'm not nece- even not necessarily to pigeonhole everybody, but like I, I do feel like everybody was in the same place. I think even Bruce said, "Don't don't trade up for Josh Allen. Don't trade up." Like I feel right. like I saw one of his tweets that he retweeted saying that. Yeah. And I just think that it's one of those things where I think now as a fan base, more and more we're seeing that, you know what, we can just go into this and trust them. Because I have anxiety about next week. I'm going to be honest with you. Really? Because I feel like we I feel like we have two needs. And I feel like every time we have those or a specific need, since we've gotten Brandon Bean, it's like, yeah, but I'm going to go with best player available. So it doesn't matter what you guys want. We're just going to do what we, you know, we're going to build our team. I yeah. think we need a receiver and a cornerback. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. May, yeah. David S. says, okay, I'm here. What I miss? Well, David, the Buffalo Bills are moving. The stadium deal is off. And Jay Spence and I are breaking up. So that's what you've missed. <laughs> <laughs> we just been partying. I was talking about how much I love Brandon Bean, and uh, I, I said to extend my guy Jordan Poyer. Shout out to Jordan Poyer. Um, we go, but is that's wa- it. We just been talking him? about that. Is he watching? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I might get nervous Maybe. if he's watching. If he's watching, I might get uh-huh. nervous. Um, where were we when I totally derailed this? well i I was just talking about how um like even like just at the point now where we can trust what brandon bean is doing even though i have some anxiety going into the week yeah because i I really do feel like we need a wide receiver that's what you said wide receiver cornerback yep and it doesn't have to be wide receiver first or cornerback it doesn't Mm -hmm. whatever however it falls and i know that a lot of people don't feel like we really need a wide receiver especially after today with brandon bean's presser he sat there and he basically oozed about gabriel Mm -hmm. davis Mm -hmm. and he talked about how he was ready to go right now like he's like i don't know if this guy took a day off during the offseason like i feel like he can put the helmet on and go right now and that's wonderful to hear it is it is absolutely wonderful to hear. And I, I love Jameson Crowder. And I think um he's gonna be a slight upgrade to Cole Beasley. Not in the sense that Cole Beasley is lesser of a player. I think Cole Beasley is a better receiver. Right. But I think right. for what the team is trying to do, I think Jamison Crowder is gonna fit the offense better. He's gonna give us that that um that yards after reception and it's just going to be a little bit better so I, I do feel like we could go into the season with this wide receiver core and be okay but i'm talking about super bowls man and every and, and that, that's why i keep giving this example when you look at the i know injuries happen but if you look at the rams playing last year obj got injured in the first half but they had mm-hmm. obj cooper cup uh before woods got injured that would have been a three-headed monster there as far as receivers yeah. you know for you sure about, I, just, I just don't know who's there who's there? i mean you've, you've done some draft work which i have not who's there at wide receiver that's going to be available at 25 for the bills that's going to come in and make an impact Dude, there's a lot of honestly, this this draft is deep with wide receiver. And and I don't necessarily need somebody to come in and, and beat out Gabriel Davis for the number two role. You know, we, we have our number one guy. We have Davis as our number two. And I, again, Agreed. we have Crowder Agreed. for the slot, you know, for the slide. And, and we, McKenzie, so we, we have McKenzie's in there too. McKenzie's in there too, right? McKenzie's in there, but I look at McKenzie more of a luxury. Like I look at him as a um He's he's a piece. He's a chess move when mm. the other team thinks they know what we're doing. It's like, all right, we got Isaiah McKenzie on you. We're gonna put we're gonna throw iMac out there for you. Right, so that's right. how I see Isaiah McKenzie. Right. I I need somebody that we can depend on and you know, somebody who can grow. Again, we just paid digs. Mm-hmm. So what if Gabriel Davis does ball out next year and and then say he's boom, he's that guy? Are we gonna give him the same contract we gave Diggs? Like, I mean, if he deserve if he earns it. You know, yeah. and, I think, and, I, think um, I think there's something to be said too, and nobody wants to have this conversation. And I am not, I am I'm as much for a running back in the first round as I am a wide receiver. I don't think we should take a wide receiver in the first round either. And I get longevity; they play longer. But you can find good wide receivers in the second and third rounds. 
uh, guys that that will be impact players to play for a long time. At some point in time, and I made this, I was interviewed by Griff last night, and I can't remember the name of his show. Griff, I apologize if you're watching. He's a Patriots fan, and I've been on his show a couple times. But we had a good conversation and kind mm-hmm. of just talked about the fact that at some point in time, if you want to extend Josh Allen's career, you've got to stop him <clears throat> from, from the entire offense going through him. So at some point in time, running back is going to be a need for this football team. I think you've talked about it that how much better could Josh Allen be if there was a running back behind him that could be dominant? Um, I don't have that answer. I don't know who that person is, and I don't know what round you take him. I don't even know if he exists in this draft. But at some point in time, you know, every year that goes on, that Josh Allen is running as much as he is and taking the hits he's taken, his, his, his career is shortening, and there are people that are examples of that, one of them being Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly's career was shortened because of the amount of hits that he took in the USFL, as a Houston gambler. Um, what's the running back situation look like in this draft, in your opinion? Um, I think I think there's a couple guys. Obviously, I know the, the big names that everybody's been talking about on Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the running game, I, I think Bills fans are going to be disappointed because I think yeah. that the the unless unless it's just like an obvious talent falls to a, a selection that we have and, and like they have to take them. Yeah. I think that the Buffalo Bills are absolutely happy with the running back room that we have. I don't it think they honestly they, might they be. at the end of the season they loved everything that they saw out of Devin Singletary. Mm. They just brought in a guy um in in Duke that is going to be he's going to be what they wanted from JD McKissick yeah. but for less money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. like you're you're they they absolutely um I'm not saying that no, they we don't have Jonathan Taylor back there. We don't have um second round know, pick Chris second round McCaffrey. pick Jonathan second round pick Jonathan Taylor should have been a first round pick Jonathan Taylor, you know, Um, but we, but we don't, we don't have that. No, but what we do have is the type of running game that can complement a Josh Allen. Mm. So I think, I think they're happy. I don't think that they feel like they need to get a Jonathan Taylor. You know, it would be nice, man. I would, I would give, I I would risk it all for a Jonathan Taylor on this team. Yeah, no, I I would too. I was just asking the question. Like I said, I'm not a proponent for running back in, in round one or wide receiver. I think for me, the, the list is cornerback. I think you've got to get a defensive back to to play on this football team until Trey is ready, a guy that can come in and start day one and then just kind of see where it goes from there with between him, Cam Lewis, and Dane Jackson. I think there's definitely got to be some – do you want to talk about this real quick? Yeah, I was going to ask you about this, about um, Jamison William or or Chris Olaf slipping to 25. you got to pick them. That's what my man uh, D said here. What do you think about that um, as far as – anywhere in the draft like what do you who are you looking at but as far as these two guys if they slip to us do you feel like that's a home run you got to take it i don't know who these two guys are how about that <laughs> okay so you haven't done draft it's okay nope. <laughs> it's okay this week um, this I, week for me is draft work <laughs> well i'll tell you what um uh, d i'll tell you I, I think if williams falls absolutely you, you got to get you got to pick up Williams if he falls to us. Um, I don't think he's going to fall. I, I think there's no way possible that he he makes it past, right, like, the 15th pick. Yeah. And I, and I could be wrong, but I just don't see it. I yeah. don't see it. What position are those two players? Uh, we're talking about running back and wide receiver. The two guys that he would, that were just put up there? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, just, I, don't, I just don't know. To me, and this gets into that best player available versus, right, uh, 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 draft needs and the bills have a serious need at corner in my opinion. And I, you know, obviously I think we'd all agree inside often interior offensive line um, wide receivers is a potential need. I don't know how this whole thing's going to shake out. So I'm going to start my draft prep probably Thursday, Friday night, and I'm going to get into it for the overreaction show on Sunday and give more of my feelings. I've done some work on linebackers 
That's it. Only because of all the Tremaine nonsense that's been going on. So I've done quite a bit of work on linebackers. But outside of that, I haven't really, I haven't studied anybody yet. The draft, I love the draft. I love the draft process. I loved watching, I love watching the draft. I don't get into who's the seventh best offensive tackle. Right. I was you, the, I have, a, I have a spreadsheet that I can send you that actually breaks down pretty much like any position, any player. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It'll be a good, good tool for you. Yeah, that'd be um, great. That'd be great. Let's see what's going on in the comments here. Uh, Daniel says Motor was in the last year of his rookie deal, and Moss is marginalized this season. There needs to, there is a need at running back. Again, um, if not this season, there isn't. You know, if you draft somebody next year, mm-hmm. okay, Motor can be gone. You draft somebody next year, but Motor's in the last year of his deal. And technically, it's a prove-it year. He's going to want to earn a contract. If not with the Bills, he's going to want to earn it somewhere. So he's going to have to show and prove. Uh, same thing with Moss. He, you're right. He was marginalized. But I tell you what, he was coming off of an ankle foot injury that was very, actually, from what I found out afterwards, and you'll all hear it on the Code of Conduct next month when, that, when I have him on May 10th, yeah. there was a severe injury to his foot, and he just wasn't the same guy. And that's not an excuse. If you're on the field, you need to play. And he felt healthy enough to play. But right. turns right. out, that that was an issue for him. So, you know, if, if you're talking about foot and ankle injuries and, and we're going to I still think that I, th- I think that upgrading the offensive line the way they did going to get an all pro caliber left guard, you, you signed your your right guard. Well, he was technically left guard, too, but you signed a guy that's going to now switch to right guard and you're doing all this stuff. You absolutely feel like you have enough what it takes now to run the ball properly. You also signed a new offensive line coach. Big who time. I think is an upgrade. Period. <laughs> like, like just period. Big time. So I don't know. No, I'm with you on I'm with you on those points for sure. It'll be interesting to see how the whole thing rolls out. And it's going to be interesting to see the the fingerprints and just kind of the stamp that that Ken Dorsey puts on this offense. You know, are they going to run more? Are they going to run different? Are they going to be more, I don't know what the word is, uh situationally aware when they run the football versus the way that they ran the football last year? It all remains to be seen. Jessica Tennis uh is addressing you. She says, uh, my biggest concern is the backup for Dawkins in case he goes down. In my opinion, he is the second most person on the offense second most important person on the offense uh mm-hmm. and has no clue where tommy and we have no clue where tommy Doyle is. she has no clue where tommy Doyle is. you know so as yeah. far as why don't you take that first as far as doc as far as the need on the offensive line or the need mm-hmm. yeah for me it's it's interior offensive line i i know that tackles are gold and tackles are money we've got between obviously dawkins and no we don't know where tommy doyle is as it, as it pertains to how he's playing or how he's going to play this year. This is, this will be a second year. Spencer Brown also has a full year under his belt. What's weird about Spencer Brown is people that have come out and said, you know, Spencer Brown maybe didn't play that well last year. And it's like, he was a rookie and he brought energy and dominated players. He wasn't always great, but what more do you want from a, anyway, I, I, I from a third, third round draft pick, Who right? Said I, that? I saw it on Twitter in a couple different places and people are kind of piling on. It's just what, people do next, um, next time and, send it to me please mm, i want yeah. I, I'm, I'm choosing violence for the rest of this month i'm choosing <laughs> violence on twitter <laughs> for, for me if, if there's a guy there in, corner corner for me first round and if there's a guy there in the second round that can play guard or center and that's primarily because roger saffold is old right he's still playing at a high level but he's also on a one-year deal and then mitch morse isn't exactly getting any younger either so that they could find a guy that they could bring in much like they did eric wood insert him at, at left guard while Roger Saffold is kind of, you know, when he finishes his career, hopefully here after Super Bowl this year, then that, you know, they can play their one or two years just like Eric Wood did. And then when Morse is done, slide him to center. That to me would be ideal. I'm not looking for, I don't think I'm looking for a tackle on this draft. That's my opinion of that comment. 
Well, I, I, and I'm kind of with you, except I think if you're looking for it in the draft, I, I would agree that they might look for one. But if if they don't get rid of all their picks and they keep them around for, you know, for shits and giggles, even though we're not going to be able to roster all of them, right. I think you look for one in the later rounds, maybe, you know, five, six, seven. You know, you look for one there. I don't think you look for one in the first three rounds, This not this year. With, with what we have this year and the moves we made during the offseason, this year you need a cornerback because you got to stop the other quarterback from throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. need – you know, so there's a couple things that are needed, and 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 there's a couple people also in the in the chat reminding me that you know we did sign a tight end in OJ Howard, and we did mm-hmm. bring in Crowder, so we do have the talent. But but what I'm what I'm, I guess the the argument that I'm making for wide receiver, I respect OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. However, there's a reason why he signed a contract that he signed with us, and there's a reason why because although he has the he has all the intangibles, he has the athleticism, he has everything that like you would want out of an athletic, mm-hmm. you know, really really good tight end. He had it just hasn't translated for him. It just like when he was drafted, o- people were talking about OJ Howard like he was gonna be gonzalez you know like he was right, gonna be right, like the right. next greatest thing and he's just been underwhelming now well, i would love Achilles, for him to prove me the, mm-hmm. go ahead i was just saying the, i was just gonna add to it the achilles injury didn't help him you'd love for him to prove yeah. you wrong yeah i'd love for him to prove me wrong and come yeah. out and be gronk 2.0 like i just do it but but what i'm saying is yeah you have him and it's like okay we got him going with Knox, and we have okay we have all these guys but outside of stefan diggs Seriously, on offense, outside of Stefan Diggs and maybe maybe Knox, right? Do you really if if Diggs went down and and Knox went down, knock on wood here, because I don't want to wish any injuries on my guys, do you feel confident that we st- could still make it to the Super Bowl if Diggs went down? Um, so if Diggs went down, so Stefan Diggs obviously commands a lot of attention. Uh, which opens up the field for a lot of other guys. I I feel the Bills have the skill position players to overcome that enough to, yes, make a Super Bowl. I mean, the Rams went to the Super Bowl without Robert Woods, who was a huge part of their offense, and then... He wasn't cup, though. (laughs) Hang on a second, hang on a second. And then OBJ got hurt in the Super Bowl, and they still managed to win. You know, when you're looking at skill players and skill positions, I also, we've talked about this a lot, I'm also in a position, you okay? Yeah, I'm listening oh. to you. <laughs> oh, you, you! I heard you mumble something. <laughs> no, I'm like, man, because I, oh. I just I, I'm shocked at your answer. But go ahead. Well, hang on, and then this is the other part: is you know, I believe we're reaching that phase of life in in Josh Allen's career arch where he has to begin to raise the level of the talent around him, much like we see Tom Brady do, much like we see Aaron Rodgers do, and a lot of these other guys do. Like, I think that you know, it, those guys. If you've got five guys in a pattern or four guys in a pattern against any defense, somebody is going to be open more times than not. Are there times when they won't be? Sure. But generally speaking, somebody will be open, and it's up to Allen to get the ball to him. That's how I feel about it. I just I, I, I hear that logic. I just don't think it's realistic. You know, I think awesome. I think a realistic like a realistic expectation is when Diggs goes down, you don't have guys double teaming him or bracketing him to it's allow true. Gabriel Davis to go off. Is Gabriel Davis a number one wide receiver? We don't know. We haven't seen it. I'm not saying he can't be. Right. right. Yeah, I'm not right. saying he can't be. What I'm saying, we haven't seen it. You look at other situations where we've seen receivers kind of shine and thrive, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they need to become the number one guy, and it doesn't work the same. Sure. Christian Kirk's about to find that out. <laughs> Christian Kirk is going to find that out. We saw, we saw, uh, who's, who's my guy that just Juju Smith Schuster yeah. found that out the hard way after Antonio Brown left. Like yep. 
Peerless Price, Richard Rush just threw it in the comments there. Peerless Price went down to Atlanta after he didn't have Eric Modes. He didn't look like the dude. He no, just didn't no. look like it. No. So what I'm saying is Gabriel Davis is very possibly the next guy. And I, I, I hope so. What I'm saying is, though, if we have an injury to our wide receiver room, I don't feel confident with O.J. Howard, Dawson Knox, Gabriel Davis, and Isaiah McKenzie to get me to the Super Bowl. And yeah, you're right. Josh Allen has to elevate these players to take the next step. But guess what? Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. You know why? Because they continually never draft guys for him in the first round. They continually never take care of offense. So it's like as much as you want to like really look back at the look back at the Super Bowl champions and like we don't they don't have an Isaiah McKenzie leading them to the Super Bowl. Right. And that's with respect to Isaiah. I wanted him to be extended. So I want him on a team. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, I mean, the last several Super Bowl champions have been stacked on the offense. Aaron Rodgers has not been devoid of weapons, though. I mean, he, you know, Aaron Jones is a good football player. Devontae Adams is a good football player. Uh, Robert Tunyon is a good football player. Like he's had decent fellows around him as far as that goes. How much of an impact was it because of he's Aaron Rodgers and is he elevating the, the play of those guys? I don't know. But I, I just don't know that it's just that simple. The amount of times that we have felt, even in the last couple of years, that, oh, my gosh, the Bills just went and got that guy. Who are they going to cover? You know, who's somebody's going to be open. There's no way they're going to be able to stop the run game because they're, they're going to be worried about all the wide receivers on the field. Meanwhile, we can't, you know, we end up with guys all covered or the running backs, you know, can't make no. plays. They can't, you know, get through the line of scrimmage. I'm just, it's just, I just, I'm just not injured. I know. I'm just not sure that it's that simple. I don't know what the answer is. Do I feel like, hmm. We got injured because I said that the first year when we got Diggs, John Brown went down. Yeah, yeah. Like the combination of Brown, Diggs, and Beasley was something to really look forward to. And we didn't really get to experience it for the season because mm. when Brown got hurt, we saw him for a couple games. And the games we saw him, it was glorious. Yeah. Because Brown Brown did – so what I'm saying – because even, even to your example about uh, the Rams, when you mentioned the Rams and you're like, well, I don't know, like, you know, because Odell Beckham Jr. – look, Robert Wood, they had, they had a solid depth. Like when they traded sure. for, for Beckham, Woods was still healthy. Yep. He got yep. injured at like very, very shortly after, but he got injured shortly after the trade happened. So it's almost like I'm they knew it was going like, to happen. Maybe, and, you know, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you have to continue to have that type of depth. If you don't have, you know, if, if you're not able to, um, to make up for, and again, I don't want Diggs to be, obviously I want Diggs to be as healthy as possible for the right. rest of his career. Right. But what I'm saying is if by the chance, this is a rough game we play, if yeah. he gets injured, and I also see Stevenson in the comments. I don't have faith in Stevenson to, to take over wide receiver role. Not right yet. Now, not yet. We ain't seen it. Yeah, not yet. You'd have to. See, yeah, we're gonna need to see some. We're gonna need, see, need to see something from that young man for sure, right? So, I mean, he so can come that's out. A, that's all I'm saying. That's can, why I feel he, like a wide receiver is a need. Yeah, he he, he could come out. Stevenson could come out in preseason and show us something. He could come out in preseason and get cut. You just don't know. Um, I just don't know what the answer is for me when it comes down to these situations and and the needs. I guess the question I would ask you is, you know, if you're drafting, does it make more sense to do the Bill Belichick model of the past, which is trade out of all of your positions and stack draft picks for next year? Or do you draft eight guys, right? Because you've got eight picks as per Chris Janke. You've got eight, hoping you strike gold on one, knowing that of the eight, probably four to five of them are not going to make your roster. And then you're going to probably practice squad three of the other five that didn't make the roster and they're going to get plucked off like Wild Goose did. At that point, you're drafting for other teams. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know what the answer is. I, if I, I'm almost. I think I'm. In, I'm firmly in the. Let's have three picks. Let's draft three guys or four guys, and that's it. 
I'm with you. Four guys. Give me a receiver, a corner. Give me a receiver, two cornerbacks, and a running back. I'd be happy. You don't need an offensive. You don't think offensive lineman's a need? I, th- I think depth would be nice to have, but I don't think it's a need. I think they mm-hmm. spent money in free agency, you know, to to shore up the like. And actually, Brandon Bean said in this presser today, you you try to go through in free agency and be aggressive or somewhat aggressive, so that way you have as mm-hmm. as little holes as possible. Yeah. And and when you look at the offensive side of the ball, um. We, and I'm talking about the starting unit. Yeah, I think yeah. we're set. Like when yeah. you're talking about that offensive line, I'm not worried about about the O line depth. Yes, yeah. you know they're still bringing back. Uh, yeah, and I'm with you, Chris. I'm, I'm with you. But what I'm saying is, if we're only going to do four picks, I need two cornerbacks. Give me two cornerbacks. Well, he's talking about de- using those seven or eight picks on depth. The problem is, is those guys, those depth guys, aren't going to make the roster. You still only got 53 roster spots. You right. know that that's all you have. And then, okay, let's take a step back real quick because again, we only have 53 roster spots. Before the draft, right now, we probably have what would you say? Like, I would say 50 guys right now that will absolute that could absolutely make the team if we didn't even do the draft. Uh, so yeah, you're talking about that. So I, I just I don't know. Like I, I feel like um, with the additions that we made. We got stronger on the defense. I feel like we got better on the defensive line for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at you're looking at a team who really maybe only has space to add three guys, right? Right. Maybe, and then protect a guy or two on the practice squad. Like that's that's what you're looking at right here. And you know we got people talking about trading back so that way we can add additional picks. I'm not. Come on, man. And 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 shout out to Jason real quick because you're right. Nobody's counting punter. You are absolutely right. We need a damn punter. <laughs> we need right. a damn punter. A hundred percent. Shout out to you and David S for saying that. We should absolutely include a punter because what we went through last year, it can't happen. It just yeah. can't happen again. So J- Jason Taylor says six draftees make the roster. Last year, I think only four or five did. So they cut a bunch of guys that they had drafted, which was a big surprise because we all went into the draft or after the draft when it came down to roster cutting time, if you remember, and we were all like, Brandon Bean likes his draft picks. He's going to keep his draft picks. And he didn't. He parted ways with a lot of them uh, and put them on the practice squad. Marquez Stevenson ended up in the practice squad. So did Rashad Wild Goose. Wild Goose got plucked and some of the other guys. But I don't know that six guys, do you think six guys make the roster? If they draft eight, six guys make the team? I think three guys make this team with the guys that we've signed. Right. And right. we, and we're, we haven't, we haven't even re-signed or talked about bringing back Jerry Hughes. Like there are guys that are still without a contract who could easily just start again. If they want, so if, like, they, if they want to take the money, the bills want to offer them. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying like, we're, we're, we're basically at this point, it last year was tough. This year is going to be so much tougher when it's time for you and me and and all the other networks and other podcasts to do. You know how we all do our all right. It's the cut down day. We're going to yes. do our roster, and when it's time for that, this year is going to be tough. Right. It Especially was tough if, if it was we tough keep, last year. It was tough last it year. It was. It was. And so that's my. It's like right now you have your team. You mm. know. Okay, we have the nucleus plus some to go back to where we feel like we should be. We're, we got our goals set on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We don't have eight roster positions. We just don't have it. We don't right. have it. And it, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. Because then I'm going to tell you what, too. When Trey comes off IR, 
that's another person that has to be deactivated to, you know, so, so who are we going to put down to bring Trey up? And then who are we going to, all of this stuff has to work. And, and, and it's, um, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be, our feelings are going to be hurt because we love all these guys. Like that's the good thing about Buffalo and and the fan base and our team. We love our, like for the most part, I know we, we try to run some guys out at times when they kind of do things that the fan base don't like, but for the most part, we love everybody on the roster one to 53. And the practice squad players. I've never seen a fan base who knows every guy on the practice squad and and backs them up. Like I still have people asking me about Christian Wade. Yep. Like that, that, that's how much they love these people. So so I get it. It's gonna be tough, man. Get ready for your heart to be broken. Yeah. So Christian Christian, I think he feels like he's proven me wrong, which he is a to a point, but he's also proving me right. Only Wild Goose and Jack Anderson didn't make the roster last year. Stevenson started on an IR last year. Five guys made the active roster. That's the only point I was trying to make is that six guys did not make the roster last year. So to just say that it's going to be easy for six guys to make the roster this year, to me, is a long shot. Let's stay in the same vein, but transition. It's going to be less. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah less. which is fine. To corner and corner needs. And how does, I guess, how does how does corner, the cornerback situation change if the guy, if the Bills bring in a guy like Joe Hayden? And, oh, by the way, you wanted to kind of chat a little bit about just Von Miller's comments about Joe Hayden. Yeah, like first of all, Joe, what are you do- not you, Joe? I Joe Hayden. What's taking? What so are long? you doing, dude? What's taking so long? Okay, <laughs> Von said he made the y'all y'all talked it up, y'all chopped it up, had the whole you know <laughs> what is happening, man. Right. Get to seven one six. Go call. Go talk to Brandon. Make this thing happen. I need your signature on a contract for the Buffalo Bills right now. Go make it happen. I don't know what we're waiting on. Do you think it's the Bills? Do you think maybe the Bills aren't looking? No, they're think- looking. I don't know if they're not looking at him. I don't know, but. They're looking. You see that they um they were in the mix for for uh, Stefan Gilmore, which oh man, is it true or not? Is it true? Is it legit? Legit? No, it's true. Or was it rumors? No, we 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 were in the mix, hundred percent. I never I never believed those reports. No, we were we were in the mix. What what ended up happening was just the 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 cost got too expensive for us. But we were absolutely Mm. in the mix. There was real interest. There was real conversation. And what his asking price was, it was. Okay, we're out, man. Good luck. That's where right. it ended. But, but no, there was there was real interest in Stephon where, Gilmore. And I, oh, am man, I allowed it, to ask where you heard that from? You can ask it. I can't tell you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I I can promise you, though, I, I heard it from a very, like, I trust these people. The people that I talk to now, I, I trust these people. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I knew I, the first show I did on free agency was he was included or no, maybe the second show, because that was after like the fray had ended and spot track mm-hmm. had him at two years for 28 million, 14 million a year. I don't know why the bills would be in on him when everybody knew he was going to go somewhere between 12 and 14 million a year. Like, well, the, the conversation initially was um, also about winning. So it was oh. the, the way they basically tried to offer it to him was like, look, man, we're about to do something special. We're the team that drafted you. Come back and just make this thing work. Let's just do it. And so, I mean, that's kind of where it went. But then when the numbers started to come in, it's like, yeah, that sounds good. But right, right. <laughs> but this is where my family needs to be. So and I respect it. I respect that. Yeah, for sure. So Joe Hayden, how does Joe Hayden change that picture for you of, of need at corner? Are we still drafting corner at one if Joe Hayden comes in? I would still like to draft one if Joe Hayden comes in. I think the drop off between Stefan Gilmore high? and... Uh, well, I mean, if we're in round one and, it, and it's twenty, if it's the 25th pick, I, I would absolutely take a cornerback there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I, I I don't know where I know. I know the bills need. We all know that that McDermott loves to have the old vet guy in each room. 
Um, right now, that guy is Tredavious White, who's injured and won't be in that room for a period of time until he's back. So you have to wonder if he is <clears throat> working, you know, and there's still guys out there. AJ Bowie's out there. Obviously, Joe Hayden's out there. Guys like that are out there. Um, I, I, man, AJ, I, AJ Bowie's still out there? I'm pretty sure. Go ahead. Keep talking. I, I, I don't yeah, know why you, I feel you like can, he got you, you, you can check it, but I, I thought he was still. I had not heard no, that he had been picked not. He's yeah. not, and he's just often he's injured. injured. Yeah, he's often injured is the problem. Um, I would prefer him. Well, right. I mean, yeah, Hayden's got a little more mileage. Hayden was stellar and outstanding in Cleveland and then took his wares to Pittsburgh where you think he would get better and kind of didn't. You know what I mean? Like Hayden was the man in Cleveland. He was a, he was a lockdown court, cornerback. Um, I just don't know. I don't know where it puts us. Corner to me is a huge need. I don't think the Buffalo Bills... And I like these guys. We've talked about it. We love every guy in this roster. I don't think the Bills could start the season, especially in this division right now, with Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis as your starting corners. I know they can work magic, and I know that Brandon Bean said today we start up front, and it's clear it's clear that he was talking about the defense and not the offense because they have not done a great job of putting an offensive line together over the last four or five years. But he said on defense, and I'm I'm basically adding the defense in there. Uh, we start up front and we get stout up front, which allows everything behind them to kind of go a little bit easier and kind of fall into place. I just don't think you can start the season with Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis. I just, to me, that's not ideal. I don't either. And, and as comfortable as, um, as comfortable as the team is with those guys, and they are comfortable. They love Dane Jackson. They love Cam Lewis. Yep, they yep. love, you know, they they love the the guys who are rostered on this team. Yep, yep. I, I'm with you though. It's just like as much as as much as they love them and as much as they're confident in them. Dude, we can't. We can't. If week one, if we're going up against the Rams, there's no way I want. I want Dane Jackson covering Cooper Cup and Cam Lewis on the other side covering whoever the other guy is, right? You know, like there's no. Uh, who's their free agent? They just picked up a big Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, Robinson. Right, yeah. So I, there's no way I want Cam Lewis covering Allen Robinson and and Dane Jackson covering Cooper Cup. Like no, or vice versa. It, it, it just should not happen. Yeah. Allen Allen Robinson especially. I work out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at, at the same gym Cam Lewis does. He's not a man of great stature. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. Actually, and, and it's like. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say something I shouldn't say. So you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of canceling happening lately we don't want to do that ourselves so let's it, no, no it wasn't I, that I, it was it was just inside information that i've gotten that it's it's I got back you, I got you, I got similar you. situation where i just yeah i, I just i just pulled it back in yeah like me like yeah but you can ask me but i can't tell you i'll tell you when we not live we can we can talk after yeah this, but, yeah for sure for sure <laughs> but yeah it's like um i just like i said as much as i love those guys and as much as as i think that they're pretty good i they're not good enough to cover the top receivers in the league. And right now, you know, it's a receivers league. The oh, yeah. AFC is stacked and our oh, schedule yeah. is not easy. So look, we're we're gonna be facing good quarterbacks with good receivers, good tight ends. It's gonna it's gonna be tough. So yeah, sure. I, I need a I need a tight end. And and like you said, Trey, um, there's a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of hope that he might be um, you know, ready a little bit earlier, but I wouldn't, I would not. I would not look forward to that if ever, you know, so if, if there are people telling you in the chat, like, like I'm saying to everybody in the chat right now, if there's people out there telling you like Trey White's going to be ready for the start of the season, I would not, I, like, I would not bet on that. So we've talked about it. We've that. talked about it on this show. And I think, yeah, I'm not expecting to see Trey White until probably Thanksgiving, October, November. And I think Chris Jenkins one that said it's like a six to eight month injury and he should be ready to go. I just, I would be surprised. No, it's literally me, um, surprised. 
and I'm not again, I'm not a, a world class athlete by any means, but I did turn my ACL, and I promise you, it is not. I mean, you got to be Adrian Peterson to do that in six months and then come back and be a beast like that. He's the only one. Elsewhere. He's yeah, the I only haven't seen one. It elsewhere. <laughs> Even so, Saquon Barkley was out for a year in the first four to five games. It took him a while to get his legs back under his, or his feet back under him, underneath him. So go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was clicking it wrong. I was about to say, just to John saying he doesn't see it either. He doesn't see Trey being ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He says that he wouldn't see, wouldn't count on him being out or in. Yeah. At this point, we just don't know. And that's what McDermott said today. It's day by day. We got, they got to take it day by day. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, like I said, we'll see. But, but I'm just going into this draft. And, and like I said, um, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling to have being a Bills fan because typically for my entire life, I haven't been able to feel like this. Yeah, we really we actually. Yes, I want a cornerback or two, but if the draft was just non-existent, if they was like, you know what, the draft is canceled this year. As of right now, I still feel confident with the team that we have going into the season outside of corner. Outside of corner, but even with the corner being the way that it is, because we have Hyde and Poyer, it masks some of those deficiencies. Because when Trey went down last year, and I know we still had Levi, but still, it was a yeah, big yeah. loss to lose Trey. Oh yeah. oh yeah, you know. So, well, that the, that AFC playoff game probably goes different if Trey's in that game, right? I mean, I just I see no way unless they've got something in their back pocket. I see no way that they're not drafting corner in round one. I just don't whether it's moving up or what. I just don't know how they do it unless they know that after the draft, if the guy they want doesn't fall to them, they're signing one of these other guys. I just don't know how it's even possible that they're not drafting corner. They got to draft one, I'm if not two. God, that they draft a corner, man. Like if they don't, I'm gonna be so heartbroken. <laughs> I'm gonna be so heartbroken. Calling for it last year, weren't we? We were. Well, yeah, we were. We were. <laughs> I was calling for either a cornerback or a running back. That's what I wanted last year. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I got nothing else. What do you got? We we gonna get out of here a little bit early tonight? You know what? Let's end it off. I know we we touched on it for a second, but we didn't like get into it. I really, I really need to understand, and maybe you can help, or maybe people in the comments can help me understand. Why is the fan base torn at all about giving Jordan Poyer this extension? I, I just, it, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. Like this, this past season, this guy, um, not only was he an All-Pro player, but the past season, I just said that he and Micah Hyde together. Yeah completely masked any of our deficiencies at cornerback they they basically saved us also like we we had issues with the run game last year mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. they 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 were the best run support that we had yeah yeah i get i get that it comes down sometimes to to personalities and politics and uh, outside stuff but when we're talking about just football please give me one reason and i don't want to hear age because wow. to me that's not a good reason well, hang You're on. You're saying age, but he was an all-pro player this year. So, to me, he's not too old. So, the, the reality is, is Brandon Bean did him a solid today. The question is, is whether or not Bill's Mafia heard it. So, when you look at football and you look at, you know, new contracts and you look at positioning and marketing and, you know, because all that stuff is what the agent does. And then strategy behind getting new contracts. So, Brandon Bean came out and said, you know, yes, I know that Jordan wants to get paid. I have a whole bunch of other guys that have reached out to me as well that now want to get paid. They want to be, you know, you know, re-upped. I can't pay all of them. Even if I wanted to pay all of them, I can't pay all of them, right, is what he said, which is him letting 
the mafia know again whether or not they listen is another story and i'm going somewhere with all this mm-hmm. letting the mafia know hey by the way jordan's not the only one like a whole bunch of agents have called me and said our deal isn't up yet but hello like yeah you thinking about us the problem is to your point as far as to answer your question of what's going on with people thinking he's not that good or whatever that yet whatever however it was that you framed it is this the way that a, the way that his agent has has had you know going and getting Drew Rosen house becoming very vocal about it and making he's putting himself in that position of making the mafia turn against you and we've seen it from this fan base over and over and it a little it will very quickly turn into and I, I talked about it with Diggs or I talked about it with whoever he isn't that good anyway give me a guy with heart I'll take a guy with heart over talent any day we don't need them superstars around here that's just how the mafia has always been and it's frustrating and it's annoying and I hate it we've talked about it on this show recently <laughs> that's what's happening right now Poyer is making himself He's sending a message, which is a message he's allowed to send. He made first team all pro, probably because of you. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> he, no, he actually says that. To I me. know. And I'm being funny. He actually says it. He, so he signed this for me. Go ahead. I'll, I'll yeah. It. yeah. Uh, he, he made first team all pro. He's got the resume. He's got reason to gripe. He's got reason to go ahead. Tell me what I haven't seen that yet. What's it? Is he, did he write so, on it? He he wrote on it. He um just said how'd, oh, how'd you get that to him? How'd you how'd you get that to him? I uh I shipped it to him and he shipped it back. Oh sweet. Um, nice. So he autographed it and everything down here. Big dubs, big dubs, big dubs, huge big dubs this season coming up. But yeah, all pro po. So he signed it for me. And but the thing is, when we when we do have certain discussions, he'll tell me, like, nah, man, you understand how much of a contribution you made to making sure that the media finally put eyes on that. That's and it. I didn't. I don't see it that way, but I appreciate the fact that he does. Yeah. And yep. listen, so if, he, if we got that power at Buffalo Rumblers, man, I'm. 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 This year we got to all pro somebody else. It's happening. So he's got the resume. He's got the reasons as far as that goes to 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 ask to be in the situation to ask to be taken care of. Now, hey, I don't want to leave. Let's you know, let's dance, right? The problem is, is the mafia just doesn't see it that way. The mafia sees it more about the fact that. He's a guy putting himself before the team. That's how they see it. You're putting yourself before the team. You can read that if you want to. My man, Chris Janky, the real Chris Janky says the argument against is it's not smart to pay a safety top tier money. It's not considered to by many a premium position. If you pay Poirier, you probably can't pay Knox, Oliver, Edmonds, or Singletary. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be a huge deal and it's not going to be a long deal. It's probably going to be two extra years and they could probably, the way being, Every deal Bean has constructed in the last two years, he can get out of. So if it's a two-year extension, I guarantee you he can get out of the last year of it. So I don't think it's going to be a ton of money. I'm not. I, I can check spot track and tell you what. I feel like it's going to be a, a three-year type thing, you know. And like you said, get out of it the third year. Um, and I think they're going to do the same thing with with um, Micah Hyde. I think they're going to link those two guys together like they have. They're going to keep them together. Uh, I don't see him leaving Buffalo. Um, but as far as Chris's comment, I. I hear you because I hear the argument by a lot of people that it's not a, a, a premier position. Mm-hmm. I, our, my argument or my rebuttal to that is I think it's not a pr- premier position when you're looking at the league and the way teams are constructed. But when you're looking at the Buffalo Bills, it's absolutely a premier position. Because right, right, right. safety play in this defense is premier. <laughs> without, without Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde back there, it, it's, not, it's not the same team. It's just, it's just not. And I don't care um, how. E- so, again, same question. If Okay, so we don't do it. 
So we draft somebody. Do you think first year coming in, say we trade him now because he's looking for a contract and we can't get it done. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know what, let's trade him. Let's get something for him while we can still do it. You draft somebody. Are you confident that we draft somebody in this year we go to the Super Bowl? I'm, I'm not confident in that. I'm confident in the two guys they have behind. Jaquan Johnson and Demir Ham, or DeMar Hamlin aren't bad players. It remains to be seen if they're Jordan Poyer players. But Track has uh, Jordan in the Devin McCourty, Malcolm Jenkins, Adrian Phillips, Rodney McLe- uh, McLeod, Jimmy Ward, kind of, you know, and Devin McCourty, 32, when he signed uh, two years, 23 million, 11 and a half. They've got Jordan at about 11.6. And to me, that's not premier money. I mean, 11.6? No. And so if that's what he's going to get, and let me, let me, also, uh, Steve just just said this, so I want to I want to bring this up because this is a good point. Steve says no one realizes that sometimes these athletes just has one or two chances to make money in football for the rest of their lives. Here's the thing about Jordan Poyer. Mm-hmm. So when when he was with the Eagles, didn't work out. Obviously, he was with Cleveland, got injured, didn't work out. Obviously, he didn't make big money in either of those places. Right. Neither of those places did he make money. He came to Buffalo. Guess what? We got him on a contract that looked pretty darn good because mm-hmm. he didn't ha- he didn't prove to us or to anybody before that he was the guy that he is now. Now he's an all pro. So that matters. So now he's in a position for his entire career to get that bag. He didn't yeah. he didn't get to do it as a rookie because he wasn't a, a number three overall pick. He wasn't, you know, he didn't get the fifth year option and he didn't get all of it because he wasn't he wasn't that prospect coming out of well, college. He didn't well, do it. Go I ahead. will say that uh, his first year as a Buffalo. Well, his last no, his first year as a Buffalo Bill, he made five point one million. His second year, three is uh, 2019. He made three point five. Twenty twenty, he made nine point two million and twenty twenty one. He made six point eight. So he's not poor. Right. So no, it's but, not about it's not. A, I'm not saying that he's not poor or anything but what i'm saying is the contracts that he's gotten has not been yeah. um top 10 contracts for safeties sure well, he, he, wasn't, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a top 10 safety until now so right so what i'm saying is now yeah. this is his for opportunity sure. he's played he's played his career he's he's all pro po you know mm-hmm. his big dubs all this stuff it, it, this is this is his window so just like we're saying for the team this is the window for the super bowl for him as a person yeah this is his window to make his bread and it, and it's like look I just was all pro. What else do I have to do to show I deserve it? Right, for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, I, you're not going to get an argument from me. But my only, yeah, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah like literally, uh, you know, I love Jordan Poyer, and I would hate to. I don't want to. I don't want to see the day that those two guys aren't back there. It's it's coming. It's going to happen quick. Like in the next couple three years, they're not going to be back there. But for me, it's just more about you ask the question: Why are people saying he's not that good or he's not worth the money or whatever? I, and yeah. the reason is is because he hired Drew Rosenhaus and he didn't show up ridiculously didn't show up to not him being ridiculous it's ridiculous that he didn't show up to otas and people are like jordan boyer didn't show up well neither did stefan diggs <laughs> he don't seem to have a problem and he just signed a 96 million dollar contract and the boy didn't show up <laughs> so. so i tell you and, and i know you we love the energy that josh brings well mm-hmm. no i don't feel like i need to be here but i absolutely want to be here that was like the quote of the day right yeah that was the everybody quote. was talking about it everybody yep. was saying it and, and yeah you want all your players to say that and to feel like that but at the same time we're acting like jordan poyer isn't you know like i don't know i just think it's ridiculous when we start attacking guys based on them doing what's best for them personally but it's context. You know what I mean? Like it's context. Josh Allen. So the quote was, "I don't have to be here. I want to be here." Well, the next couple sentences matter. I love being around the guys. Yeah. I love playing cards. I love the time yeah. we get to spend together. Jordan, it's not like I want to be here to learn football. <laughs> That's not why Jordan isn't here. I'm definitely here. It wasn't that. 
It was he not, wasn't it, even taking a shot at it, Jordan. You it's know, not about the work. As much as he loves camp, the reality is, is you know, he probably doesn't love camp. He probably loves the day that you show up to camp. Like that's probably a fun day. He probably loves it the evenings, but it's a grind. Everybody knows that camp is a grind. So yeah. I, I I don't think that he was saying that he loves to come to work. As far as that goes, I think he he just likes being he likes the guy time. He likes being around the dudes, right? So. I just need us to to ease up as a fan base. When yeah. it comes to our guys, I, I, I just need us to ease up because because sometimes guys are going to have situations like this where um, the team could be affected by something that they personally need financially. But at the same time, like he's earned it. Like, you know, Jordan Poyer has not been a problem player. He hasn't have off field. I know we we talk like some people don't like his wife and some I, people don't like whatever. I could care less but, about his wife. Yeah, I could care less. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I love Me Rachel, either. but I, I could care right. less about what she posts. I could right. care less about what she does, whatever contract she got. Good for her. God yeah. bless her and God yeah. bless their daughter. But when it comes to football, right. I know Jordan Poyer, ain't nobody running across that middle because the ball either going to get intercepted or they're going to get popped. I yeah. need Jordan Poyer back there. Yeah. That's it. Like, I'm not talking about other stuff. And shout out to my man, John, with the Iverson quote. We're talking about practice. 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 Not, not a game. Not a game. <laughs> practice. practice. <laughs> shout out to John. That was perfect, John. That was perfect. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's not even practice. It's sit down and read a book type stuff. So, yeah. Which right now for the offense is important because they've got a new offensive coordinator. You know who it's not important for? The defense. Right? So. And then, well, let me ask you: Do you really think it's that important for the offense? I think they're using the same for the most part. Everything's they, gonna be the same. With a they, are, they are, but it's gonna be it's gonna be different, right? I mean, they've got different personnel, so it's gonna be different. I mean, Josh talked about it today when he said that you know my my safety outlet, my safety valve is gone. Like the guy that I relied on to be that guy that was always right there is gone. So it's gonna be different. I think there's something to be. And they got two new quarterbacks. I mean, Barkley's back, but they've got two, you know, two two new guys in the quarterback room, which is important as well. But yeah, I think Barkley is practice squad. I don't think he's gonna be active. You know, um, more than likely, you're right. Yeah, they're not that. gonna carry three. I don't. At least I wouldn't expect them to. No, but like, there's he, so many be, roster spots. Yeah, can he go to the practice squad at his age? Is the question. I think he can. I don't know if they did. They they yeah, changed that so. rule. They changed that rule for COVID, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want me to get us up on here? Real quick, yes, but before you do, do me a favor and blaze that like, and then Joe is going to send us out. Yeah, everybody, blaze, hump, toke, whatever you got to do to that like button. Jump on the like button to get our metrics up. Also, uh, if you have not yet subscribed to the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube page, please yeah, do so, and do also that. click the bell so that you get uh, notifications when we go live. We got, we can't say anything, but there's new new talent coming this way. Uh, so there's a, a, some shows that are going to be added, which is really, really fun. Uh, to the Buffalo Rumblings platform, YouTube platform soon. So you definitely want to click the bell so you know when we're going live, obviously, so you can catch all of me, all of Jay Spence, King, all of John Fina, all of uh, Bruce and Nate Geary, and whatever else we might bring your way. We got but, we got new shows coming? I think so. I, th I thought I heard a rumor that there's some new shows coming. So, but yeah. Oh, snaps. But uh, okay. ladies and gentlemen, you have... Go ahead. You got a what? No, listen, I got to ask you about that. I don't gotta, <laughs> I haven't gotta, been plugged in. I got to find out what's going on. Got to click the bell. Uh, ring my bell. Sorry. Ladies no and gentlemen, way. you've been tuned into the update hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast <laughs> Network. Uh, I'm your host of the Humpty Hotline. My name is Joe Miller. That over there is my co-host, also the host Jay of the Humpty Hotline. Jay Spence the King, who might not be here next week because homeboy, uh, enemy number one, 
is going to be in Las Vegas at the draft. Wait a minute, wait, a minute, wait. <laughs> actually, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you said something. Actually, you calling me the enemy. Meanwhile, Joe is having barbecues and stuff. Oh, my posting, with like, my, posting, my wife. But, then, but then me and John Fina goes out and he's like, where's my invite? Wait a minute, bro, where's my invite? Barbecue with wife and kids hanging out with John Fina. <laughs> Don't let Beth hear you say. <laughs> we, you know what I'm saying. So I got you. You, I you got know you. what I'm saying. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, homeboy. So, but anyways, uh, Jay Spencer King. We, maybe, maybe if you are, are you going to be flying during the show, or are you going to be there? I'm actually going to be driving because I'm close. I live in Phoenix. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So you're going to be driving after work. I was to say because if you were on location already, maybe we could bring you in for ten minutes or something like that. But yeah. No worries. So, are you uh, joining any shows? I've already, I've already done the send off, but now I'm asking you more questions. Are you doing, joining any shows while you're while you're out there? Are you doing anything like live or anything? Um, if the, really, I'm because I'm sure um, draft day Buffalo Rumblings will probably. I, I haven't been privy to any conversations, but we normally have like a draft, um, some type of draft show. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any other networks that that kind of wants me to pop in for on site, I'm, I'm more than willing to. Just uh, hit me up. We'll, discuss links and all that other stuff but yeah no anything that's going on i'm more than willing to do it i'm so excited it's the first year that i'm um for not just the draft but for anything it's the first year that i'm being credentialed as a media member and i'm getting access to all these things and doing things i'm going to the vip party it's like a super fan and um previous play like a former player and and super fan party that i've been invited to that's going to be a ton of fun um so i'll have the information for that this weekend we're going to bring the chop up back chop up is going to be back this weekend so i'll have the announcement for that this weekend as well as next tuesday on the code of conduct and uh yeah i'm excited man i'm excited sweet joe miller jay spencer king hump day hotline buffalo rumblings go bills go bills (laughs) 